When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, March 20th. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Mike Agavino. And we are once again without wingman (laughs) Woody Overton, who's home nursing his wounds getting our constant deliveries of alcohol from Grizzly. And uh, he may never come back, Jim. <laughs> Let's hope he comes back really soon. And the audience is very much hoping he comes back. <laughs> but, hey, we, we're bringing you the the current crime, uh, you know, regardless. Let's turn to uh, an interesting story out of Texas. So, uh, and this is about a uh, a guy that allegedly – imprisoned a woman who he was having a relationship with, or at least at one point was having a relationship with. Uh, He imprisoned this woman inside of his mobile home uh, before she was able to call um, for help when he left for work. Uh, So I guess at, after a certain point in time, certain uh, length of time of being held prisoner, basically she decided to, uh, uh, to, Uh, reach out. So he was charged with kidnapping last week after allegedly imprisoning a woman inside uh, a Houston area trailer park. This guy's the 32 year old woman allegedly called police for help after Abraham Bravo Segura, age 42, went to work. When officers arrived, a female stated through a window that she could not get out of the home because the door was locked from the outside. This is according to a Harris County deputy, Uh, Thomas Gilliland. Gilliland says the trailer home had burglar bars on the windows and a padlock attached to the front door. According to a probable cause order, all of the exits to the trailer were locked and the fire department had to use power tools to cut through the burglar bars to gain access. Three guns were found inside the trailer. The woman alleged that uh, she's been in a dating relationship with Segura for four years, but that she was only able to walk around in the home and could not leave the mobile home unless she was accompanied by Segura. She told deputies he would threaten her if she tried to leave. Um, no real time frame has been established as to how long this was uh, going on, but apparently it was going on for quite some time. There are witnesses in the neighborhood that said they had occasionally seen her um, outside of Uh, of the home, but that uh, uh, that was rare. Segura uh, was arrested on Wednesday and charged with one count of kidnapping. He's being held on a $180,000 bond, and the woman is currently staying in a woman's shelter. Segura uh, has uh, hired an attorney by the name of Brennan Dunn, who believes that Segura is innocent and is going to be exonerated. He says, I've spoken to my client and I have the utmost confidence that more evidence currently being investigated will result in the exoneration of Mr. Segura. I look forward to yet again proving that the state, in an effort to curry public favor, moved too quickly to charge my client without having vital information. I don't know how much more information is needed than the bars on the windows of the trailer and all the locks on – the exterior preventing anyone from getting out of the inside. I, I, I don't, I don't know how you work your way around that one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just an insane story. I mean, it's, uh, you know, she was in prison in her own home, uh, with a guy 
obviously who has many, many problems. Um, just crazy. But she defined it as a dating relationship for four years. So uh, presumably from, from, and that's a quote uh, of hers, there was a point where there was a normal relationship and they were dating. So somehow it went from a normal or semi-normal dating relationship to all of a sudden she is his house prisoner in the trailer. Just crazy. Total control. Uh, can't wait to find out more about that one. Yeah. So we're, we're going to move on y'all to, uh, to a story you're going to want to hear about Tyson foods and how many of y'all out there like Tyson foods. Of course they're famous for chicken, hot dogs and a ton of other things. Uh, Tyson very well known has a lot of respect in that industry and very successful business. Now, uh, no member of that family likely is going to want to bring any shame to that name, but that's exactly what happened, uh, on November 6th of last year to John R. Tyson, who is the CFO of the meat giant and great grandson of the founder, who was John W. Tyson, the younger John, wandered into a random person's Arkansas house early in the morning. He was drunk and proceeded to get undressed. He made his way to a bedroom and he went to bed. Now, when the homeowners realized a stranger was sleeping Goldilocks style in their home, they called police, of course, and the police arrive. Uh, the residents informed them that the door was unlocked. They went in, uh, and Tyson was not charged with breaking and entering, of course, because the door was not locked, but he was charged with public intoxication and criminal trespassing. In addition to the expected backlash, the fact that he only had this position since last September, uh, became a pretty serious concern to investors in the meat giant. A quick question. I mean, this is so. This kind of thing every so often happens, right? Somebody gets completely plowed and makes a mistake and thinks something is uh, their house or their apartment or or what have you, and they find it unlocked and they go in and they find their way to bed. So this guy hadn't, you know, hurt anyone. He hadn't stolen anything. I'm just wondering if it were me and something like this happened, I'd get a huge laugh out of it. Well, they would never find my door open, but, but I, I, I'd be entertained by it. Um, I don't know that I would be, uh, looking to have the guy charged and create <laughs> all of this trouble, maybe only because at least in a younger version of me, this was entirely possible. I think if Woody was here, he would probably say a younger version of him. I think this, he has done this that was before. Entirely, I think we talked about that possible. once. So uh, I, they came they came down pretty hard on this. Yeah, they did. And and look, man, if if <laughs> you come in my house and you start taking off clothes, you're gonna have a bullet in your head. I can t- I can tell you the second you walk in, you won't even have time to take them clothes off. So uh, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and looking at this now, you would probably say, you know, I could see how that would happen or whatever. But it was actually a serious situation. I mean, he could have been shot, and killed, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he said during an investor conference that he was embarrassed, he w- and that he wanted to take responsibility for his actions. He wanted to apologize to the investors, obviously, and he said he wanted, you know. Uh, to basically make sure that the investors heard it directly from him and that he's committed to making sure that it never happens again. I bet he is. I mean, uh, that's a pretty bizarre situation now. Well, this is, this is a, uh, it's a really interesting situation. I know a little bit about these kinds of things. So this is this company for years, I'm sure, um, was the family business in Arkansas and got to the point where uh, they decided to start taking uh, capital from the public markets through an IPO, right. or maybe there were uh, there were stages Going in between expansion where or something. Yeah. So, uh, but 
there's a lot of ways where that gets done, but yet the family retains control at a board of directors level and, you know, retains control at a decision-making level, even though part of the company, if you will, is what they, what they call in the public float. So a portion of the company trades publicly, but yet the uh, family are still the controlling shareholders. And so the family still has um, a lock on decision-making. And in those kind of situations, you often find a little bit of nepotism and it, it would certainly, um, it certainly appears that, um, that, you know, the John R. Tyson might not have been totally qualified yet to take on the role of CFO within this big, a public company, but uh, being uh, part of the Lucky Sperm Club and having the last name Tyson probably got handed that role long before um, his time. And so he, he ends up uh, in a drunken stupor doing this thing and now – He's uh, he's put in front of their investors to try and instill some confidence in him because he's relatively new to the CFO position and he's basically begging forgiveness. That is, uh, I mean that that definitely again I've I've worked in this exact environment for uh, for a few years with a uh, uh, with a public uh, a company that had a public float that had. Uh, members of the family in all kinds of different jobs they were unqualified for within the business. And it really makes for a very messy thing. And, you know, and uh, it's sort of like, uh, you know, watching succession on, uh, on is it HBO or Showtime. I think it's HBO, the yeah. show succession. I don't know if you, if you watch it. it. Okay. But there are, you know, there are members of that family. It's a media company controlled by, you know, public, but controlled by, uh, by family, and you have members of the family who are competent and scheming, and then you have members of the family who are completely incompetent and scheming, and it makes for uh, a really great watch in the case of succession. In this particular case, you probably have a bunch of employees at Tyson Foods, uh, you know, thinking that the families may be gone. Well, a little too far here. And, you know, it's, it's, interesting that you bring that up and i I have a little experience working with uh kind of on the other side of that i worked for a family-owned company for almost 25 years and uh, rather rather large for family-owned companies in that it was about a hundred million dollar year revenue company now everybody in that company um everybody in that company from a family standpoint was very qualified and and uh and there was none of this Tom Fuller that you see here, there was no one in a nepotistic position that didn't really deserve to be there and know what they were doing. As a matter of fact, this company was so uh, adamant about it that the original founder of this company made all his kids go to work for competitors companies first so that they would see what it was like to work for other people. Uh, It was very important. So that's kind of the right way of doing that. And I remember having a conversation one time and, and the company I worked for made a a great profit and they knew how to manage money. And I said, man, you need to, you need to start issuing some stock to all us and we want to buy into it. And he said, Jim, you know why companies go public? And I said, why? And he said, they want to expand and they don't have the money to do it. We have the money to do it. We're not, we're not going to give it to anybody else. And and that that is the way to properly run those things. So um, just a crazy situation there. And then to tap it all off, though, you would you might be surprised to know that they're not the only Arkansas meat company in a little bit of a bind. There's a company there called Beyond Meat. And their former chief operating officer left the company after being arrested for assault. Uh, what did he do? Well, he was arrested on sep- in September on charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree <laughs> battery after he bit a man's nose following an Arkansas college football game. Nice. Sui, as, as my Arkansas friends would say. He was released on an $11,000 bond according to court documents. So apparently this is something in the Arkansas meat industry that these guys can't get right. And so this guy, Ramsey got fired for biting the, uh, 
whoever he uh, it doesn't say man. whether he got fired it just says that he left the meat company i would imagine he was asked to leave uh but uh definitely not working for them anymore after biting a man's nose following it you yeah. know i mean but it is arkansas and it yeah. was uh you know a bite on behalf of razorbacks i i'm a little there i'm a little it. surprised that he got shown the door there but at least there's not it doesn't uh oh he did get a a third degree battery uh, uh, charge there. Yeah. So, uh, so both of these actually ended up being uh, being crimes. But I, I mean, I think the larger crime in the in the main story on on Tyson is uh, you know is uh, nepotism and putting an unqualified family member in a uh, in a role like that. And uh, hopefully he uh, hopefully he grows into it. I hope so. I hope so. On a lighter note. Let's travel to Oklahoma, where you're not going to believe this one. 53-year-old Oklahoma man Larry Doyle Sanders was going, I think they call it hillbilly hand fishing. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen it. So uh, this, is a, uh, this is a big thing in, uh, in them parts. And uh, I've watched it a few times. It's pretty cool how they do this. But anyway, he was going hillbilly hand fishing um, last summer and uh, at the South Canadian River with his friend Jimmy Knighton. The two eventually got into a big argument. So big an argument that Sanders strangled Knighton to death. And you might ask what could cause such a significant argument between hillbilly hand fishing friends and Sanders came home and told his daughter what he had done. She called the police. The police went and found Knighton's body the next day near the river. Sanders told the authorities. Here's the reason for the big fight that Knighton had threatened to feed him to Bigfoot. (laughs) Knighton had threatened to feed him to Bigfoot. And because of the threat of being fed to Bigfoot, he decided to kill him in self-defense. That's love. Knighton's murder was brutal, according to police reports. Sanders struck his friend with fists and sticks, and the two fought for a long time before Sanders finally squeezed the life out of Knighton. According to Sanders, Knighton had summoned Bigfoot to kill him, And the monster appeared before Knighton attempted to escape. So not only was the threat of Bigfoot made, apparently Bigfoot was front and center on scene. Not wanting to be eaten by Sasquatch, who would want to, I mean, after all, who would want to be, Sanders murdered Knighton so that Bigfoot would focus on the easy prey. Oh, so the idea of murdering Knighton was so that Sasquatch would have something to eat that wouldn't fight back. I mean, that, that is self-defense. That is yeah. a naturally uh, self-defense. Despite that incredibly logical uh, story that uh, that normally um, would get somebody freed, Sanders is facing murder charges. Um, <laughs> you can't make that up. You can't I, make that up. I y'all. thought Bigfoot was like was Northwest. Uh Oklahoma is a uh, is is Bigfoot territory. <laughs> it must it must be because he was able to summon him pretty quick. I mean, you can't make that up. And then uh, Sanders to say, you know, I was I was being forward thinking, and I knew if I killed this guy, I mean, who are you going to go for if you're Bigfoot? Someone that can fight back or someone already dead? God, I hope this goes to trial. I mean, oh, I hope man. I hope this goes to trial, and not you know, I hope this guy doesn't go for insanity, but. Can can you see the defense putting on the, this? The defense is presenting like uh, you know fake footprints in the mud of Bigfoot and you know all this stuff to say that that Bigfoot was there. And I think there have been some court cases involving the existence of of Bigfoot and uh, and lawyers uh, uh, trying to present proof of of his existence, but. That is too much. Totally bizarre. And, you know, they had a show uh, years ago with... Uh, finding Bigfoot? Yeah, and it gets squatchy. It's time to get squatchy. And I always... I mean, it's just insane. 
Just insane. Although I was entertained by the show, I must admit. I never, uh, I never caught an episode. I think it's still out there, though. I mean, have yeah. to. Wow. All right, y'all. We're going to tell you about a little uh, local to us crime news, anyway. In Lafayette, Louisiana, a man who mimicked Jeffrey Dahmer in an attack on a gay man has pled guilty in court. A Lafayette man who admitted in federal court that he lured a gay man to an isolated home and attempted to murder him has pled guilty to parallel state charges on Wednesday and was sentenced to 45 years in prison. Chance Seneca, 21, was sentenced to 40 years without the benefit of parole, probation, or suspension of sentence for attempted second-degree murder, and then they tacked on it. Another five years for committing a hate crime. The sentences will be served consecutively. So Seneca's entire period of state incarceration will run concurrently to his 45-year sentence in federal court. The 21-year-old was given credit for more than two and a half years he spent in custody, and he was originally arrested in 2020, which will slightly reduce that prison time. Now, the sentence was laid out in a plea agreement, and... 15th Judicial District Court Judge Royale Colbert presided over the plea change. The procedural matter was handled in about 10 minutes. The victim, Holden White, and his family were not present after previously giving extensive statements in federal court. Seneca met White on 2020 through the dating app Grinder. You familiar with Grinder? Shocking. Never heard of Grinder. A dating app geared towards L. You've never heard of Grinder? Never heard of that. Really? No. A dating, <laughs> and I can see why getting to this next sentence, a dating app geared towards LGBTQ people. Uh, he used the app to groom White and gain his trust, promising to take him on an old fashioned date. The night of the date, Seneca picked up White, brought him to his father's home, and proceeded to force him into handcuffs at gunpoint, strangled him, bludgeoned him, and stabbed him. He then attempted to dismember him, an act inspired by serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, who Seneca idolized. He was unable to complete the crime, called 911. The 21-year-old later admitted to investigators he targeted two other men the day before, but had been unable to go through with his plans. He was unable to complete the crime and called 911. The 21-year-old later admitted to investigators he targeted two other men the day before the attack, but had been unable to go through with the plans. I'm sure Dahmer has disowned him as a mentor based upon his uh, inability <laughs> to execute. Yeah, I mean, wow. All, you know, these dating apps, man, uh, we cover current crime here, and you see a lot of current crime with people meeting people on dating apps. Well, and that's why I'm surprised you haven't heard of Tinder, because it's... Uh, well, this one is called Grinder. I've I mean, heard I'm of sorry, Tinder. I'm sorry. Uh, Grinder, I meant. Because, yeah, I've never heard uh, of that. You hear those kind of things coming from there. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. 
Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. So uh, let's go to a story with uh, a happy ending, okay? Um, And this is uh, a 13-year-old girl who was abducted in Dallas Mm -hmm. who was actually found safe in North Carolina. The missing 13-year-old from Dallas was found last Friday locked in a shed a thousand miles away from home after being abducted and then raped by a man she met on a social media platform. Don't know what platform that one was. The police found the teen in Lexington, North Carolina in a locked outbuilding uh, on a property. Jorge Ivan Santos Camacho, age 34, was arrested on charges of abduction, human traffic trafficking and statutory rape with other charges still pending. He's currently being held in uh, uh, Davidson County uh, detention center on a million, million $250,000 bond. Here's the, the, the story here on Friday at 6 PM, the sheriff's office in Davidson County got a call from the Greensboro FBI. The Greensboro FBI let them know that a teen had disappeared from her home in Dallas, Texas, that she had been chatting with a man she met, on a social media platform. Surveillance video showed a car by the teen's home that was registered to an address in North Carolina. So the connection between her behavior on social media and who she was interacting with, and I'm sure the actual uh, communication there, and uh, the surveillance video that showed a North Carolina, a car with North Carolina plates in this Dallas neighborhood. Those two things were connected. They uh, traced down the car from North Carolina, and this is what happened. They got an address, and investigators surveilled the property in North Carolina and pulled over a car leaving the property, doing a routine traffic stop. And police said after speaking with the driver, investigators were able to determine that the teen was being kept in a building on the property. Others who lived on the property told the Dallas television station that Camacho lived in the shed on the property, so the room where she was being held, that it was his room. The teen girl had been missing um, since March 1st. The sheriff said that the department's caseload involving minors and social media platforms has skyrocketed since 2021. Um, Boy, that's fortunate. I mean, that's really fortunate. So uh, were it not for... Uh, that surveillance video that showed the the car with the Carolina plates, uh, she's she's no longer with us. That's um, right. So, um, great work to uh, to bring that to uh, a happy conclusion. Absolutely. And another little story here for you: uh, an eleven year old boy was detained when he punched his grandmother. <laughs> 
<laughs> for refusing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> for refusing to buy picture. him a toy at a department store. Now, the troubling incident unfolded at a department store in Ohio. Local police were sent to the scene after a call came in regarding an assault in progress. The boy tried to land a second blow, but his grandmother managed to flee away from him. Fast grandma. A witness called 911, and Ohio police took the boy uh, to the Juvenile Justice Center in Montgomery County. While it's unknown whether the grandmother was seriously hurt, she claimed she was afraid of her grandson. The that six, would be. Yeah. I mean, the 60-year-old grandmother told officers that the child punched her in the nose when he asked for a toy, and she said no. Spoiled anyone? I mean, really? Well, it uh, depends what the toy was. Yeah, well, while it remains unknown if the male desired it for himself or he wanted it as a gift, uh, come on now, he wanted that for himself. You don't punch a grandmother if you want to buy it for your best friend, right? The toy in question was a Rock'em oh, Sock'em all right, all right. There robot. You, there you have it. Rock'em Sock'em robots. Yeah. Well, yeah. did you ever have... I, I did. Were you good? I was good. I was a badass with that. Um, <laughs> I was pretty good with it. Okay. Then the, the boy's 11. First of all, um, I don't know a grandma that refuses that her 11 year old grandson and, you know, rock them, sock them robots. I mean, come on, grandma. I, yeah, I, I mean, I would have, I would have, I'm not justifying the punch. I'm just saying that that is a, we're talking about robbing masculinity from our youth in this country. Every 11-year-old boy <laughs> should have Rock'em Sock'em robots. Yeah. They should. That's right. And so this red-blooded American 11-year-old wanted his Rock'em Sock'em robots, and Grandma denied him. Um, does it justify the punch? No. 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 You don't punch Grandma. but you ever punch Grandma. Uh, I like that she flees. <laughs> she, she ran away. After, yeah. After the. the he was going to get her punch. a second time, too. He's little Mike Tyson here. And, uh, you know, just a crazy story. Okay. But who calls 911 watching a grandma and her, you know, 11 year old grandson in a fight? I mean, you walk over, you grab the kid, right. you pick him up, you separate him from grandma, and you figure out what the hell's going on. That requires 911. No wonder our police can't get to real crimes in a in a timely uh, amount of time. Uh, they're busy responding to 911 calls over Rock'em Sock'em robots. It's yeah. Stupid. Just totally. Totally. So uh, that just took over the dumbest story of this episode. <laughs> it, it passed. It did. It surpassed the murdering uh, hillbilly hand fishing uh, guy who uh, was afraid of Bigfoot. I mean, that's. Well, okay, it's close. It's close. I don't know it's if it, yeah, it quite it reaches that yeah, level. It probably doesn't pass. That, but it's but close. It's second. It's yeah. Second. Yeah. So, Mike, have you ever heard of Andrew Tate? I've heard of him. I don't know much uh, about him. Uh, I know the kids do a little bit. And I saw one thing on Twitter last week that caught my eye. But uh, I'll be right here with the audience here. Educate us. Yeah. So if you haven't heard of Andrew Tate uh, or just really vaguely about him, likely if you have kids under the age of, say, 21, they have in most cases. Andrew Tate is a influencer of sorts on not only social media, but he has several companies that he also owns. And he is a extremely wealthy guy, uh, an extremely controversial guy. Um, he has self-described himself as a misogynist, uh, and he first rose to fame, y'all. He was on Big Brother, the British version of Big Brother in 2016. That's kind of where he got his name out. He was a kickboxer and actually a well-respected kick kickboxer. He was good. He his record was something like 49 and one or somewhere around there. Uh, big guy, six three, good looking, uh, and kind of had all the intangibles. A very very well-spoken individual as well. Now, 
Uh, he started gaining a lot of traction on Twitter and on TikTok, uh, especially. And he would make these little TikTok videos and he would be talking to younger males. You know, he'd be talking to these 17 and 18 year olds. And Tate was a big and is a big believer in mask the masculinity problem. He thinks, uh, that a lot of society's Problems are caused by the demasculization of men. And so he promotes a lot of that. Now, on the on the face of that, that all sounds great and good. You know, you to those ladies out there that like a, a masculine guy, that, that all sounds like a recipe for a good thing. And maybe you'd want your, you know, your 17, 18-year-old to hear some of his message. Uh, on the other side of that, he is very controversial because he says a lot of things that a lot of females and, and males who disagree with him would say were very condescending to women. Uh, so I have a couple clips before we get into Andrew Tate that we're going to play. And the first one I'm going to play for you right here is a clip of him. And he was asked a question about great advice he had had in his life. And he discusses how to figure out manipulation. And when somebody's manipulating you, how to deal with that and kind of turn it around on them. And this would be a clip that I would say I kind of agree with Tate on a little bit. So we're going to play that for you first. It's right here. What's the best advice you ever remember receiving? That's hard because there's so many answers. About 17 answers just went through my head. I can't possibly choose one. One from your dad. Allow manipulation to find out where your enemy wants you to go, then use your mind to break the trap and punish the perpetrators. And I have to, I have to elaborate. Sorry, I know that's it's fine. Terrible. But the reason that's so important is because if you don't know where your enemy wants you to go, you might end up there on accident. If you don't allow your enemy to tell you what they're trying to do to you, you might accidentally end up where they want you to be. So you sit there and you listen to their bullshit head to toe and you say, why? You don't even ask why. Listen to their bullshit head to toe and say, okay, I agree. What do you want me to do? And when they tell you what they want you to do, you use your mind to break the trap and you punish the perpetrators. Because once they've told you what they want you to do, you can make sure you never fucking do it. If you never get them to tell you that, they might get you there another way. You might take the B road, right? They might say, we want, him to, we want to get him to do this this way. He doesn't believe it. Well, then let's tell this lie. Ah, now he's doing it. So you allow manipulation. Find out where your enemy wants you to go and use your mind to break the trap and punish the perpetrators. Now, if you just listen to that, you know, and whether you're male or female, it'd be hard to disagree with. That's a pretty good strategy to figure out if someone is trying to manipulate you, although intense. He, you can probably already tell that Tate is a very intense individual. Um, so that being said, there have also been a lot of things, as I've said, that he's talked about females and uh, where he believes their role in society should be. And I'm going to play another clip for you. This clip would show you the other side of Tate and maybe something you wouldn't agree with. How do you feel about women serving in the military and stuff like that? I think that's the biggest mistake a female could possibly make. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. One, 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 you're shit at it. Yeah. yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like any, anyone who's out here who's actually been through something as I have knows that when the fight goes down, you need the women protected in a way. You don't need the screaming in your ear, right? So there's yeah. shit at it. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. And the second thing, it's it's part of the psyop. They're, they're mm -hmm. masculine. In the Western world, they're trying to turn females masculine. It's not an accident. None of this is an accident. All of this is done very, very purposefully. And it's to, it's to destroy the will of man. The reason I feel compelled to say the things I say and do the things I do, et cetera, is because I live in a country where there is no femme-centric government that's going to come and destroy me. And also in my relationships with females, there's no woman telling me, Andrew, just put the mask on. Andrew, just be quiet. Andrew, it's late. Don't lose your job. Andrew, the kids, blah, blah, blah. They're just, they're just sucking men down so, the pit. Okay, so you just heard that clip, and that's something that I didn't like. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think that... He is not giving, number one, enough credit to females. And I know a lot of badass females in this world that would be just fine standing next to Tate in a foxhole and all of those sorts of things. And I think the issue with that clip for me, Mike, is he is prejudging females as a species 
And I think that's kind of a an issue. I, I think anytime you prejudge anybody, it's an issue. And then uh, to put it out there, yeah, there's some guys that I I know that I wouldn't want in a foxhole next to me. And not every woman that's going to be in a foxhole next to me is going to be screaming in my ear panicking. And I think he threw them all in the same pot. Yeah. Uh, uh, the chauvinism is, is, is pretty heavy there. Um, how does he describe himself? What is he supposed to be? What's his, what's his mission? So his whole mission in life is that he wants to bring back the masculinity in men. He feels like this generation specifically coming up is a bunch of softies right. as well, far and as he's, males. And he's correct about the, uh, the emasculation of manhood here in this, in this generation. Yeah. And I think that's where Tate had become dangerous is not everything he said was inaccurate or false, but he would follow up Mike with, with something that I could respect like, Hey, a man should stand up and fight for a female. If he sees her getting, you know, abused, he should push her to the, to the inside of a street and walk on the outside in case a car is coming, that kind of thing. Those are all great. And I agree with those a hundred percent, but on the other side of that, he would say, and I'll give you a couple of quotes uh, from Andrew Tate. Uh, he would say women were intrinsic, intrinsically lazy. Uh, and there was no such thing as an independent female. He would say, I'm a realist, and when you're a realist, you're sexist. There's no way you can be rooted in reality and not be sexist. I'm absolutely a misogynist. So on its face, comments like that are bad, right? But Twitter is not going to shut me down or TikTok or Facebook or anybody because Jim Chapman said that because Jim Chapman doesn't have 12.6 12.6 billion views on his TikTok, but his 12.6 billion, billion with views a B of his TikTok with a B. As a matter of fact, so powerful, his net worth is estimated at over $300 million. Oh okay. So I was going to ask you where this guy's wealth came from because just the kickboxing career and uh, a big brother season does not make one, uh, uh, ultra rich. So That's he's, he's correct. made his money as a social media influencer, basically some of it. And, uh, Tate was smart. He initially made a little money kickboxing from there. He took that money and he took to social media. He had a great look. He had a, a great voice. He, he was a quick, fast thinker and he knew that. And so he capitalized on being an influencer through that he made millions, uh, but he was a business guy, and he actually had 75 women working for him in four locations and was doing $600,000 a month from webcam. What is his crime? Where's it? I mean, I know crime enters this. Where does crime enter it? Uh, in April of 2022, they raided Tate's home. This was like the first raid they ever did on his home. It was searched by Romanian police. And what they basically said was they were investigating claims of human trafficking and rape. Now, uh, Romania has a directorate for investigating organized crime and terrorism, which is known as that acronym, D-I-I-C-O-T, And they pointed to the raid as evidence their investigation has been ongoing for months when they arrested Tate most recently. As a result of some evidence taken from that raid, he actually had a, it was more or less a um, back and forth with a lady who was a climate campaigner big climate change person and and her her name was Greta Thunberg. I remember she she got him good on on this one. That one I did see. Yeah, so she uh uh basically shared a picture of or Tate shared a picture of himself standing next to a Bugatti and he was kind of braggadocious as he is uh boasting about his cars and asking for his email address so he could send her details of their emissions that these Bugattis uh, yeah, yeah. emit. And, and look, that's that's funny. I mean, that's just all in fun. It but, actually wasn't as funny as her response, though. 
Right. She replied uh, and basically had a fake email address mocking him, and it ended with the words getalife.com, becoming one of the most liked tweets in history, believe it or not. Well, what she did was she made a small penis joke in reaction to the Bugatti brag. So that's where, that's what uh, got that thing to, uh, to go viral. I mean, she's, uh, she was cute in her adolescence. She's become, in my opinion, pretty annoying out there, but, but this time she, uh, you know, she squared off and, and held her own more than held her own. Yeah. And you know, the, at the point that this is going on, the, the police were already kind of on the case with, with him. Obviously they had already searched his residence once. And so he got frustrated with her. He follows up with a video. He's smoking a cigar and he tells her to get a life. He is past a stack of pizza boxes and this is the key. And they had Romanian branding, and the Romanian branding on the pizza boxes is how police figured out where he was because he was kind of, they claim he was in oh, hiding okay, at that okay. time. Um, hiding from Romanian, Romanian police, because they had already searched his home. He knew they, that, you know, in his mind, the matrix was coming after him. And so he kind of went into hiding and it was those pizza boxes that gave him away. Um, so in December 9th of 2022, they actually, that's when they arrested him, him and his brother, and then two Romanian women in addition. And as we said, they got held on suspicion of human trafficking, rape, and forming an organized crime group. Initially, they said, Hey, we're just going to detain you for 24 hours. Uh, they then extended that to 30 days. And then in January, they added another 30 days. And so February 27th, they were supposed to get out. Well, the Tate brothers appeared in court on January 10th, lost their appeal about the extension of all these, uh, you know, detained timeframes that they were being detained. And they have lost yet another request and so at the end of March, they go up again to try to get out of this or at least get released on bond. Mike, there's I, I just mean, not I a whole lot of evidence I, I of what they're talking about. They did. They do say there's five women that are saying they were sexually exploited by Tate, but they're not saying he did something to them sexually. They're saying he exploited us by putting us on webcams and things like that. So, when they say webcam, this is like a, a fans only kind of thing that that only these, fans, <laughs> only fans, whatever. That it, similar to that, so you can it, tell Mike doesn't go on these. <laughs> That's um, right. It's similar to that, except for these are live. So it's it's webcams where, uh, and I only know this from the news, y'all. I don't have any personal experience, but these women are on a live camera and they're in a room and they're doing things to themselves or with somebody else. And you know, you can communicate with them. Okay. So I started watching this because I was looking for your Malaysian airline Mm -hmm. documentary, which I did find and and watch by the way. And I'm more confused than I've ever been after watching (laughs) that thing. But, um, uh, but I happened to stumble on a documentary on Pornhub. Um, I saw, I saw they had one. I hadn't watched it, but I saw it was, uh, I, I just, I just have no understanding of how all of that worked. And, uh, and so it's, it's interesting. Uh, but it sounds like the thing you're talking about here is basically what Pornhub does. Cause that's, that's live. Uh, I guess basically it's the it's same thing, but demand, it was, but. but it was Andrew Tate's company right. and not okay. Pornhub's. Okay. Um, Pornhub's legal in Canada, right? They're based in, based in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I don't, there's nothing illegal about that business. I don't think. No, I think, I think the, illegality of all of this is Tate. Uh, these five women are saying that Tate forced them to right. do these okay. things. But, so he puts them in a room, falsely imprisons them and say, uh, you've got to s- sexually gratify yourself on camera or we're not letting you out of here. This is the claim. And okay. I'm paraphrasing, but, okay. and, uh, but has he been 
charged with those crimes? I mean, is he these well, 30, these things that get keep getting kicked thirty days? They're getting kicked thirty days at a time because I, you know. yeah, that's the question. There's not a whole lot of information on how they can do that. And, of course, this is Romania. Their laws are different than in the United States. Maybe in Romania you can detain some, a judge, even just a detained situation. You don't necessarily have to be charged. You can be detained until they un, until they garner more evidence, maybe. I think this is a really interesting story. I think we should dive really deep here. Um, you know, Romania is an interesting uh, place. A lot of people don't know this, but um, but uh, Bucharest, Romania, is a really big tech hub, and it's a uh, it's a location internationally where a lot of companies, including those matrix companies that he's talking about, the the Googles, the the Metas, the uh, uh, the TikToks. I don't know about TikTok necessarily, but um, uh, they will. Uh, farm out lots of work to uh, to tech centers like that, and uh, uh, so it's uh, it's you know logical. It's a it's a logical spot for him to choose to be, um, given that and given the favorability of the of the laws. It sounds like, but man, this is it's it it's intriguing. I mean, a documentarian is out there, guaranteed right now, working oh. hard at figuring out this whole thing, and and. Uh, and where it goes, you got somebody who's worth three hundred million dollars being held in a Romanian uh, jail, and, and maybe that's exactly where he deserves to be. But yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. Not a whole lot of information outside of that. So as we get it, you'll get it. That's your stories for today, folks. And hopefully next time uh, we join you, we'll have a really deep, gravelly voice. We'll have one Woodrow Overton in our presence. Yeah, Woodrow. Get back over here, Woodrow. I'm sitting in your seat right now, by the way. It's quite comfortable. He is. He's done several shows from your seat. <laughs> yes, I have. I think, uh, I think you're going to have to fight to re- reclaim that seat, Woody. <laughs> so we appreciate y'all listening, subscribing. We're getting, you know, we get a lot of comments on Facebook. Hey, good or bad, we'll take them, right? Uh, you know? I take um, the good. I'll take them all. I mean, you know, I like to, I like to know what people out there are thinking, but we appreciate y'all watching. Hopefully we've been able to, in the Woodster's absence, at least keep this thing from sinking. Right, Mike? (laughs) Keep it on the rails. (laughs) Keep it on the rails. We appreciate it. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Mike Agavino. For real life, real crime daily. Peace. Show business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.